George Orwell once said, the most effective way to destroy people is to deny and obliterate their own understanding of their history. Keep this in mind as I discuss today the significance and role to the U.S.-Japan-Philippines alliance. According to the top Marine Corps general in Japan, the U.S. and Japanese armed forces are rapidly integrating their command structure and scaling up combined operations as Washington and its Asian ally prepare for a possible conflict with China, such as a war over Taiwan. In this video, I am going to provide you an in-depth analysis and put this topic within the context of global security and geopolitical perspective. Our show today is sponsored by Noble Gold. My name is Dr. David Waralu, and you are watching Geopolitics in Conflict. The United States and Japan have announced a major boost in military cooperation. Officials declared a range of measures to counter threats from China and North Korea. What would happen if China invades Taiwan? Japan would be dragged in. Which is why it is increasingly boosting its capabilities. China says it will fight to the very end to prevent Taiwan from being declared independent. Speaking at a security meeting, said any foreign interference is doomed to failure. He was referring to the United States. Lieutenant General James Berman argued the two military have, and I quote, seen exponential increases just over the last year, end of quote. In their operations on the territory, they would have to defend in case of a war. Berman said that the United States and its allies in Asia were mimicking the groundwork that had enabled Western countries to support Ukraine's resistance to Russia in preparing for scenarios such as Chinese invasion of Taiwan. I believe personally such emulation is impractical given the geography in Asia versus that of Europe or Ukraine. A word from our sponsor. Noble Gold Investments is pleased to let you know that gold is the best investments class for 2022. Through all of our record breaking inflation rates, crashing markets, crypto scams, there is one asset that held its own, gold. According to longtermtrend.net, gold has actually outperformed the S&P 500, a Dow and Bitcoin for 2022. Had you invested in the S&P 500 a year ago, you will be down more than 20%. If you invested in Bitcoin a year ago, you will be down more than 65%. And if you invested in the Dow a year ago, you will be down almost 10%. Yes, gold has outperformed all of them in 2022 and silver is not far behind. Yes, while the world was busy hailing other assets as the real hedge, gold and silver are the only assets that would have protected your wealth. So join the thousands of others by opening a gold IRA or silver 
IRA with Noble Gold Investments. Get in before the end of this month and you will bag a free quarter ounce American Gold Eagle coin which with every qualified IRA of $50,000 or more. You can't go wrong with Noble Gold Investments and their thousands of five-star reviews. Call the team now on 877-646-5347 to find out more. Or visit geopoliticsgold.com. And remember, there is always a risk of loss. And past performance is not an indicative of future results. There is always a risk of investments and there is no guarantee of any kind. The question Lieutenant General did not ask is, can the US and Japan sustain any potential conflict with China? Mind you that China is no Ukraine. My reference is to the reality vis-a-vis -vis our military readiness, troops strength, and so forth. Most Americans have no idea about our military strength or the true number of the troops. The exact numbers are hard to get by and the Pentagon does not make it any easier. That said, we ought to be very skeptical when generals on behalf of the Pentagon issue statements vis-a-vis -vis troop strength and so, and so forth. Mind you that most of the high-ranking officers are left over from the Cold War era. So here in the facts, we don't have that many people in the United States from which to recruit. The truth is that only about 30% of Americans between the ages of 18 and 24 are qualified to serve in the military. And frankly, that is a terribly small number. What most Americans do not understand is that a conflict with China, if we are to follow Lieutenant General Berman's arguments, requires going into combat with more soldiers than you normally would have. Because you must think about casualties, losses, illness, and so forth. So to put things in perspective for you, let's just consider the scenario of putting ground troops, American that is, in Europe right now to deter the Russians. The numbers of troops is not very large. We will be very lucky if we could get uh, 80, 90, or even 100,000 troops on the ground that are fully equipped and well organized. What it suggests in the case of Europe is that the United States can't send large numbers of light infantry to fight the Russians in an area like, let's say, Poland or Ukraine. Because if we do, they will be killed very fast. So when Lieutenant General Berman talks about setting, setting up the theater in Japan, Philippines and other locations in preparation for conflict with China, he must have in mind using Japanese and Filipino soldiers instead of Americans, since we do not have the numbers. This leads me to address two key points. One is President Marcos Jr.'s recent visit to China, 
and two, Japan's increased defense budget. So President Marcos Jr. went to China a few days ago and China rolled out the red carpet for him. And actually the trip was on January 4th with the signing of an agreement to mitigate rising tensions in the South China Sea and pledges to boost trade, investments, tourism, agriculture, and clean energy cooperation. An agreement was inked. Establishment directs diplomatic communication to avoid miscalculation and miscommunication over the disputed territories in the South China Sea claimed by Manila as the West Philippine Sea. It's no secret that China and the U.S. have been embroiled in a diplomatic tug of war to win over the Philippines, which is China's largest trading partner. But Philippines also has a defense treaty with its former colonial master, the United States. So if conflict breaks out between China and the United States over Taiwan, the Philippines could become collateral damage due to its proximity to the self-ruled island, which Beijing insists must return to the fold one day in a peaceful way. During the visit, President Marcos Jr. and President Xi agreed to cooperate in peace and security operations and in, of course, developing gas and oil deposits in the South China Sea. On the surface, this seems like a routine diplomatic meeting, but that it took place at all suggests there may be more than meets the eye. Relations between the Philippines and China have been strained in the past, with Beijing unhappy about Manila's ties with the United States. And of course, with Manila being angry at Beijing or at China for its approach to its territorial waters. The second part is Japan's defense budget. What about it? Well, in December 16th, Japan Prime Minister Fumio Kishida announced a new defense strategy while doubling military spending by 2027 to implement it. This is the largest defense shakeup in a decade and frankly, a wake-up call to the rest of Asia. The decision includes openly acquiring offensive weapons to reshape Japan's military command structure for its expanded armed forces. On December 23, 2022, the draft budget was approved by Kishida's cabinet. Japan's dangerous military expansion should set off international alarm bells. This is major escalation is taking place based on intense U.S. pressure. It is the next step in the pivot to Asia aimed at surrounding China and attempting to reassert U.S. dominance in the Asia-Pacific. The plan is to double military spending will add $315 billion to Japan's defense budget over the next five years, making Japan's military the world's third largest after the United States and China. Defense spending 
will escalate in Japan to 2% of GDP, gross domestic product, which is equal to the goal the United States sets for its NATO allies. The plan in Japan shifts from relying solely on missile defense to also embracing counter-strikes capabilities. What's the message here? You decide. Could this be a preparation for the 2024 elections in Taiwan? You decide. Keep in mind that only a few days ago, Japan and the US discussed strengthening their alliance at security talks between the foreign and defense minister, which took place on January 3rd, followed by a brief summit between President Biden and Japanese Prime Minister Fumio Kishida on the 6th of January in Washington, D.C. The summit comes as Tokyo embarks on a radical security policy shift that will include increasing defense spending and deploying missiles capable of hitting Chinese territory. And this is where we put the statement by Lieutenant General Berman within the context of the Asian security. The third Marine Expeditionary Force, known as 3MEF, is a formation of the Marines Air Ground Task Force of the United States Marine Corps. It is a forward deployed and able to rapidly conduct operations across the spectrum from humanitarian assistance and disaster relief to amphibious assault on a high intensity combat. Third ME, MEF is the Marine Corps only crisis response force permanently stationed outside the United States. It operates within the range of Chinese medium and long range missiles with which Beijing seeks to constrain U.S. operations freedom in the region. So here is my conclusion for you. There is a sense, yes, there is a sense in the U.S. and the West writ large that China is potentially offensive nation. It is not true. In fact, China is fundamentally defensive nation. Looking at its history, my assessment is that China's concern lie about whether the United States will try using military action or other means to close China's ports or prevent its ships from transporting goods. This will require China to have a military strategy aimed at limiting United States access to the South China Sea. While guaranteeing China's access to the Pacific, the line of islands running from Taiwan to Indonesia is the key to solving China's strategic problem. The islands provide limited passage into the Pacific and are narrow enough that the United States naval forces could block the relatively, the relatively narrow gaps they, uh, they create. Therefore, you are hearing many discussions about China not wanting to use force to bring Taiwan to the fold. Yet, a military action by China towards Taiwan would require amphibious forces to move across the Taiwan Strait, where they would be vulnerable to Taiwanese 
or American anti-ship missiles. Looking at the big picture, I argue that the 600 miles or 965 kilometers gap between Taiwan and Philippines is the key. It is a broader passage which is more difficult to close. The same could be said about the 300 miles expanse south between the Philippines and Indonesia. Indeed, the fact that the Philippines, a vast congregation of islands, create a multiplicity of routes that China has already considered. Now you see why President Marcos Jr. was well received in China. As always, prepare yourself for challenging world order. Till next time. Bye-bye.